History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. America and happy Thursday. Welcome to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. 
You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back to the commercial break. I'm really excited to have this next guest. His experience in law enforcement is vast, from the FBI to being the acting commissioner of the Customs Border Protection Agency. Joining us right now, our good friend, Mark Morgan. Mark, great to have you back on. John, thanks for having me. So much to cover, but I want to tackle something uh, that everybody's talking about. It's a cultural moment. It may turn out to be a criminal moment, but a bag of cocaine found right outside the Oval Office of the Biden White House uh, in a cell phone burner bag that they're used for guests who come in to the Oval Office. Um, your thoughts, this shouldn't be a hard case to solve, should it? No, and first of all, let, let's, let's make it clear that that having cocaine uh, in the White House is still a crime, even though uh, many liberals would like to legalize all drugs. Right now, it's still a crime. So, right. So that, that's very important. And, John, I know you and I have both been there. We've both been in that exact spot. I was there countless times. I put my cell phone in that exact box they're talking about. I know it well. Uh, oftentimes, there's a Marine that's standing there. It, it, this literally should take them about 30 minutes to solve. Everybody, and you know this well, uh, John, everybody that comes in, not just the White House grounds, but also everybody that comes into that space, right, where, where you have to check that cell phone, they're accounted for. There's a manifest. There are cameras. I could go on. This literally should take them about 30 minutes to figure out whose cocaine it was. Yeah, and then to make an arrest, because as you said, it's a felony offense still to bring it into federal property. It took five days to even get their story straight, which I always find amusing. Do you think there'll be a real investigation here? I mean, the Secret Service tends to take this stuff seriously. Will political pressure have a role, you think? I, look, I, I, I hope not. And if it does... I, I, I'm hoping we're going to hear about it because look, this is, you just said it, this is pretty black and white, right? The, the Secret Service, and look, my understanding is they, they shut the White House down. There's a, there's a partial, a part, a partial evacuation. Right. And, and, and that makes sense because look, at first it was a white powdery substance. That, that could be a multitude of things. It could be ricin. It could be several different things. It could be deadly and dangerous. And so this, so the Secret Service followed the protocols. They took the service. They took it serious. Look, it took some time. It disrupted the White House of the United States of America. And, and so there is no way that the Secret Service is just going to like stop investigating. So they're, they're going to investigate this. Uh, now, how far uh, they go with it? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I will be shocked 
if we actually get resolution to this. If we didn't get resolution to who leaked the Roe v. Wade decision in the Supreme Court, you think we're going to get a resolution of this? More than likely not. That's a very good point. You're right. Uh, second issue I want to get, because you ran the agency during one of its great moments when it was making enormous progress in the war against illegal immigration, a shocking report from the Department of Homeland Security Inspector General, a, uh, a, a terrorist, someone who's, on, or I should say, a legal migrant who has is on the terrorist database as someone flagged for terrorism ties, released accidentally, and then it takes two weeks for the law enforcement agencies to coordinate enough to get the guy back. I mean, in two weeks, a real terrorist could have done some real damage. How big a black eye is this for the larger law enforcement intelligence community? Because there are several agencies that kind of fumbled the ball here. There, there is, this is a huge black eye, but keep in mind, the, 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 our, our, one of our last line of defense, not first, it's very important that what, once it gets to our border, that really is our last line of defense, John. And that's, that's kind of a false narrative that's out there. Um, and so uh, keep in mind, though, this is the Border Patrol that their mission, the, the, the line agents, the, the incredible men and women, they have been pounded on again and again for two and a half years. Your job is not to secure the border. Your job is to process and release illegal aliens as fast as possible. So they're pressured. Uh, I, I think the report, if, if, if it's going to come out, that, that there was that pressure, that checks weren't made, even though when things were brought up the chain, they were saying, hey, let's just get them through, right? That's what's happening. And, right. and so, and, and think about it, and then it took them two weeks. So, so that goes, again, the false narrative out there. Once they, even if they apprehend somebody and they release him, John, the reality is we have no idea where they go, right? And, and so there, there's several black guys there. But keep in mind, this is why we say what happens, what's happening at our border, it's not just a humanitarian crisis. It's, it's, it's a public health crisis. It's a safety crisis as criminals are coming in. And it's a national security crisis. John, as you said, look, the first 28 months of this administration, we've had over 1.5 million known gotaways. And they say that's underreported by 20%. So that's 1.7 million total gotaways in 28 months. That means illegal aliens that came to our border, avoided apprehension, are now in the United States. We know that, that besides this one potential individual link to the FBI's terror screening database that was released, we know they've encountered an unprecedented number, hundreds of illegal aliens that are on the terror screening database. Think about how many potential would-be uh, illegal aliens that could, could serve as a potential national security threat are among the 1.7 million. John, we literally could have the next terrorist sleeper cell in the United States plan the next terrorist attack, and we would have no idea. That's fact. It's not hyperbole. Yeah, no, it's just the biggest fear that when you talk to people on the front lines that they have right now, that effort, those people may already be in the country and more clueless. We built a system after 9-11 to really create intelligence sharing and, and rapid response to any threat. And, it, and over the last uh, few months, we've gotten several stark reminders that that system seems to have failed. And with the Afghan refugees that were brought in, several databases weren't even checked properly. So uh, people came in without the proper screening. Now this episode, uh, the longer we move away from the horrible day of 9-11-2001, are we getting soft again? Is the system becoming bureaucratic again after all the progress we made after the terror attacks? John, yes, yes, and yes. Because you, you said a couple of very important things. So what, what we learned and what we did after 9-11, we, we did a, a seismic shift. We went, uh, and the FBI was in the leading edge of this. We went from a 
a, a reactive law enforcement approach to a proactive preventative, you know, threat-based, intelligence-driven, operationally-focused mindset, right? And, but that was seismic. And so we have come a long ways. But here's the thing. What you said, intelligence sharing, was a big part of that. We have the databases. You said it yourself, and you're right. The database is there. The intelligence is there. But if you don't check the databases, if sharing, if actual sharing the intelligence and acting on the intelligence is not what you're doing, then all the intelligence database, all the righteous intelligence means nothing if you're actually not looking at it, following it, and acting on it. That's what happened here. What they were concerned about was the, this White House policy, this uh, the DHS secretary's policy about process and release them as fast as possible. We knew the individual was on the TSDB. We knew that there was derogatory information, but he was still let go because the pressure and the policy and the mandate is process, move him down the line, get him out of our custody. Uh, it's a scary thing that the process has overcome common sense security measures that really have worked so well over yep. the last two decades. Last quick question yep. for you, Mark. You proudly served in the FBI. Uh, next week, we're going to get testimony from Christopher Ray uh, on the Hill. It's going to be a less than uh, welcoming uh, audience. I think a lot of people on both sides of the aisle now concerned that Christopher Ray isn't really leading the sort of reforms, whether it's on FISA abuses or other civil liberty problems to uh, real questions about the Hunter Biden investigation, whether an allegation about Joe Biden really went uninvestigated for six years. Uh, what are the big questions facing the FBI director as he comes up on Capitol Hill? I think the FBI director, and, and, and John, I get asked this, for, if I was the FBI director right now, my sole mission would be to rebuild the public's trust in our system of justice and specifically the FBI. He can, he can no longer do what, what was done even 15, 20 years ago. He, can, he can't continue to hide by, well, we don't talk about that. Well, well we, we can't provide that information. Those days are done, John. He's, he's got to, he's got to, to be honest and, and, and provide the information enough to the American people as well as the congressional members for them to do their congressionally mandated, their constitutionally backed up oversight responsibilities. You know, when, when the deputy director testified a couple of weeks ago, I mean, he's just flat out saying, you know, I, I, in this kind of arrogant fashion that, no, he's not, they're, they're not going to provide, you know, X, Y, Z information because it could potentially compromise. The, those, right. That can't be the answer in today's environment, right? Now, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that we give information that is going to divulge national security information or source information. That's not what I'm talking about. But you can't hide behind that any longer. He's got to come across like, like he understands the perception from the American people. He's got to acknowledge that America, America has lost trust in the FBI. So we, we've got to have a director that acknowledges that and says, I get it. That's the perception. And I'm doing everything I can to counter that perception and, and rebuild the trust. That's what we need from this director. And we have not seen that to date. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a frustration. And it's beginning to take a toll on that public trust. I, two separate polls in the last week, both showing two-thirds of Americans thought Donald Trump was being pursued for political reasons by the FBI and the Justice Department. And Hunter Biden got a sweet deal because of his last name and his father's presidency. Uh, those are the sort of numbers you would never have seen in an earlier generation of America. Really extraordinary and, stuff. And John, he, really he needs to answer those questions. He needs, yeah. he needs to answer the question, director of the FBI. Why is it 
that, that you think the American people have a perception that there's a two-tiered system of justice. Why do you think the American people, do you think it's warranted that the American people look at, at the president having documents and, and Biden and others having documents and how they're being treated differently? When, when you say when this administration talks about getting tough on, on, on gun violence, but yet when they have an admitted known crackhead lie on his form to, to, watch, to try to acquire a gun illegally, he gets a slap on the hand because he's the president's son. I mean, those are the type of questions that should be asked in a nonpartisan way, straightforward. And let's see how the director responds to those. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a big moment. We'll be carrying it live coverage here at Just News Real America's Voice. Mark, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Your record in law enforcement is unparalleled. Your expertise is extraordinary. We're so lucky to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. You bet, John. Anytime. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule, that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. We have the perfect guest. He's one of the most respected names in all of journalism, and he joins us right now. Our good friend, Lou Dobbs, host of The Great America Show. Lou, welcome back. 
John, thank you very much. Great to be with you. Amanda? It's an honor to be with you. And uh, this is a topic that you have owned and done such great journalism on for really decades, the border, border security. Uh, the idea that we could have a terrorist in our possession, let him go, and then not be able to find him for two weeks, it kind of makes the, the, the mishaps before 9-11 feel real again. Well, very real, and the threat is very real, as you well know. The, the idea that the DHS would let a terrorist on the watch list go, period, uh, is remarkable because it means that there's a, a real failure of communication within DHS. But then you pause and you think, wait a minute, these are the same people who have allowed more than six million illegal immigrants into the country. And those are just the the estimate of the known, if you will, illegal immigrants that have been uh, traversing the non-existent border. To have one one terrorist uh, get through and be on the loose for two weeks is troubling. But the fact is, we have now in this country somewhere estimates range from 10 to 15 million illegal immigrants, and we know nothing about them. We know nothing about their backgrounds or their present whereabouts in our country. The Department of Homeland Security is nothing more than a shell organization right now, and unfortunately a shell of its former uh, institution. And, and you mentioned Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the Interior Enforcement Agency, not being able to find this, uh, this terrorist suspect uh, for two weeks. It's remarkable that they did it in that time because they've been eviscerated as an organization. Staffs cut, missions changed, yeah. and priorities definitely changed because they have effectively no interior enforcement uh, authorities left under this Biden regime. Mm, good point. Well, and and the border issue is one of those issues that I feel like there should be universal concern over. Um, there are a number of things in this country that I think should be universal, including the love of our country. We just celebrated the 4th of July yesterday, uh, the day that marks our country's independence, our divorce from Great Britain. And there are so many wonderful values, so many great things about this country. Our founders sought to create a more perfect union. They knew it wasn't perfect. But there seem to be so many Democrats, so many anti-America companies right there right now, especially with what Ben and Jerry's put out. But members of Congress, Jamal Brown and Cori Bush. I remember years ago, I thought, I wonder if the American flag on someone's porch means that they are conservative and they love this country. And I don't know if it's necessarily that black and white, but it seems like we are at a place in America where it's really just one side of the aisle that truly loves and values our country. I think you're right. And I do believe we're at that point where the Wall Street Journal today had a uh, off uh, lead story uh, about the great divide. Uh, red conservatives, uh, independents uh, are moving to red states and uh, the Marxist Dems are moving to blue states. Uh, the divide really is greater than anything we've seen in this country since uh, the Civil War, really. Uh, and it, it's only getting worse by the day. The communication is not even a thought. It's not a possibility uh, because this administration doesn't even bring Republicans up to the White House for crying out loud. He did so with Kevin McCarthy only to embarrass him. Uh, it, it is it is a divide that is becoming far more concrete and much more a barrier uh, than at any time I can remember. Yeah. 
Uh, Lou, uh, the we were all shocked, or maybe not shocked, but it was a moment when the Border Patrol chief said that we no longer have operational control of our border. We could see it with our right. eyes, but to have someone at that level say it out loud was extraordinary. Then a few weeks later, the Border Patrol Union said the drug cartels are getting close to having operational control of our border, and fentanyl is already coming in. Now we have White House, uh, uh, excuse me, cocaine at the White House. Uh, we have a drug scourge unlike we've seen, I think, in our entire history. Do you think Americans are, are attaching these things back to Joe Biden and his policy changes? Uh, if they're not, they certainly should, because it is Biden and Mayorkas who have determined that they will not defend the country's sovereignty or the nation uh, and the American people. It is, a, without, in my opinion, uh, without question, the responsibility of this president uh, and his Department of Homeland Security secretary, that that border is open. And what does that entail? We talked about 10 to 15, 16 million illegal immigrants who have come into this country over the course of the past just under three years. Right. But at the same time, you're mentioning fentanyl, uh, cocaine. Mexico uh, still is in exporting to this country uh, methamphetamines, heroin, marijuana, as well as cocaine uh, and fentanyl. And the result uh, is the death of hundreds, hundreds of Americans just in the course of the last three years. Man. And it is devastating to, to see a great nation like we are a, super, a superpower for crying out loud. We're watching a president destroy this nation. And you can turn to any level you want, whether it is in terms of foreign policy, in which he is obviously compromised. You can't name a single policy that he is following that isn't aligned with the the communist Chinese and, and Xi Jinping, who for all practical purposes is his master uh, in all of the dealings with China. Uh, it, it is a time, I think, that the American people have awakened to. They've awakened to that border and the death that is being uh, smuggled across uh, that border uh, from Mexico. There will be there will be a at some point uh, a reckoning. But we are some ways away from that reckoning because Joe Biden is aligned with China. He is aligned uh, with Mexico and uh, and right now uh, with all of the forces that are uh, rising in uh the Middle East, and namely Iran, which fired on a uh, on a tanker uh, in the Gulf of Hormuz just this morning. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes you have to wonder how bad it has to get for Americans to realize that that there is an association between this administration and these policies that the American people are feeling. Economics is another one of those. Obviously, yesterday being Fourth of July, the two most important ingredients for barbecues, buns and beef. Uh, we're up, I think, 44% and 29% respectively. The Biden administration released their Bidenomics uh, media blitz last week. Do the American people feel positive about Bidenomics? <laughs> not in any poll that I have seen and not in any uh, data that I have looked over. Uh, is there any evidence of a an economic policy that is is suiting the American working man and woman and their families? The middle class of this country is being absolutely pummeled uh, by this administration's policies. A 6% inflation rate, uh, almost impossible for wages to keep up with that. 
and worse, that we have a Federal Reserve that is demanding that the working man and woman in this country pay the price uh, and small business pay the price uh, for runaway Biden inflation. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, America. We talked about all of those concerns about sudden death syndrome occurring with people who are vaccinated and the pressure on the FDA. Well, we didn't know about that, or we wouldn't have known about that if it weren't for the great journalism work of our next guest. He works every day with me, alongside me here at Just the News, one of the great investigative reporters. We have Greg Piper, and he joins us right now. Greg, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. We were just using your story to go through and question Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. He had some real concerns about the FDA's behavior. Talk a little bit more. Uh, there's a lot of interesting research, Qatar and Europe and other places where sudden death uh, uh, syndrome, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, related to people who got the COVID vaccine, becoming a real concern. There are people openly talking about it in places where it used to be taboo to talk about it. Tell us what's going on. So. Uh, especially abroad, there's a lot more interest in following uh, serious adverse events from uh, primarily the mRNA COVID vaccines, uh, Pfizer and Moderna, uh, especially as they relate to populations that are generally a low risk from the virus itself. Uh, so we've seen studies come out in the past few months from uh, Qatar, from Japan, from South Korea, uh, other places. Uh, these are just the ones I covered recently. 
that are uh, looking basically at government registries, uh, sometimes vaccine injury registries of the kind we, we don't really have here, ones that are actively monitored and the government's very careful with. Um, and researchers going into those um, and looking for cases of people who died, uh, let's say 15 to 30 days after vaccination, uh, and either doing autopsies or more closely scrutinizing their medical records to see if they had anything that would explain uh, these uh, these cases of sudden death. Uh, they're generally cardiac related, heart inflammation, the kind that our government knows uh, is associated with COVID vaccines, at least in certain groups, even if they say it's rare. It's something they've acknowledged before as a safety signal. Yeah, good point. Greg, where did we go wrong here? Because I feel like if other countries are able to inform their public to put labels, uh, I know that, that one of the nations had a label on there about, you know, increased menstrual bleeding. Some of these are very, very serious adverse reactions. Um, why can't we get to that place? Is, is, it, is the easy answer our bureaucratic behemoth or is there something more, is there something deeper? The cynical answer is there's a lot of money for uh, bureaucrats once they leave their perches at the FDA or CDC or wherever else to try to minimize this because they know they can get a pretty big payout uh, serving on the board of a pharmaceutical company, uh, maybe being an executive there, being a lobbyist for them. Uh, I, I would say there's also simply the explanation they don't want to admit how badly they overstated the uh, the safety and efficacy of these vaccines, which had gone through uh, trials that were cut short when they were first uh, deployed on a mass scale, millions of people, uh, really not long enough to uh, uh, tally some of these longer term adverse events. Um, but uh, we've been finding out for the past couple of years now that there are certain populations that don't do well with these populations that are at lower risk from the virus that are prone to heart inflammation. Uh, it might be, you know, one in 5,000, one in 10,000. Uh, but if you have such a low risk from COVID itself, uh, it seems there would be more hesitance to actually uh, get this inoculation, especially to get boosted repeatedly, uh, which our government, uh, the FDA just told me yesterday, we still recommend people stay up to date, get every booster that's recommended, regardless of your age or risk level. And uh, that's uh, something that I think Americans are increasingly skeptical of, especially if they already have natural immunity, which is just about everybody now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. There's, uh, you've done such incredible work chronicling uh, the failures of the pandemic response. There seems to be a common narrative. And when I talk to experts, they talk about this, that uh, the preferred narrative was more important than informed consent, meaning doctors in the field and parent, patients didn't need information. The bureaucracy were comfortable making decisions for people. Is there pressure to go back to the way before the pandemic? It worked where doctors and patients made decisions together using informed consent. I think doctors want to have these conversations kind of under the table with patients. They don't want to speak too loudly because they know that medical licensing boards are watching. And those are still largely kind of in the grip of what you call the uh, the mainstream public health establishment to try to uh, stamp out anything that's considered undermining uh, uh, vaccine uptake, promoting hesitancy rather than uh, honestly grappling with uh, with people's concerns, especially as more research comes out as people they know who are you know young and healthy have these very serious adverse events. Uh, and, and so what I, what I hear just from talking to uh, doctors who are, are part of these conversations is that their, their colleagues don't want to speak too loudly about this for fear of becoming targeted. Uh, it can really go after their career. Uh, it can embroil them in months of investigation, be very costly to them, even if they survive a hearing. So uh, I, I think a lot of this stuff is being discussed at, at a lower level. But there are also some uh, some medical researchers who are saying we need to talk more about this. Jay Bhattacharya is obviously one of them yeah. uh, to say we need to honestly grapple with people's concerns or else we're going to worsen pu public health trust, you know, for decades. Yeah, great point. 
Greg, oftentimes when I go to Just the News website, I think that I'm living in an upside down world. And most of it is your fault or a lot of it is your fault because you report on some of these ludicrous stories. This one I'm talking about is this Penn State uh, lawsuit involving a former professor who claims that they were instructed to grade students by race. Now, my first and most obvious question, I think, is if you're a white person and you're getting graded poorly because you're white, why bother working hard? But in all seriousness, how prevalent is this? It's really hard to tell. The allegations in this lawsuit are not novel to me. I've seen this before uh, in in especially this movement that I've seen described as labor-based grading or anti-racist grading. Uh, The core of it is simply to say that standards are functionally white supremacy and that what really matters here is that your students are trying even if they're failing um, and that you should basically uh, honor the the effort rather than uh, teach them something that uh, can be objectively reproduced and go on on a report card or in a transcript. Uh, so what, what's kind of surprising about this lawsuit is simply how, uh, as he says, an overbearing it was at Penn State. Uh, this is the Abingdon campus and suburb in Philadelphia, uh, where uh, his supervisor was pressuring him repeatedly to uh, basically grade according to this anti-racist standard, where the training was very heavily saying uh, that white faculty in and of themselves are a problem for minority students. This is a heavily uh, minority campus that he taught at, and uh, that uh, just being repeatedly told that white people are the problem. That's literally the name of the video that was used in one of these trainings. And when he actually went to uh, the uh, the campus authorities about this, and he also filed the state uh, uh, human resources complaint, uh, he was told, just, just get over it. This is your white privilege. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, and eventually, uh, he had what he calls a retaliatory complaint filed against him for harassment, simply for speaking out in one of these trainings. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. 
justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.